This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates in Fairfield, Connecticut. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, give us a call 800-339-9252 or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, you can click on or scroll on down to the radio section of the page. You can check out past shows and you can subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And please, folks, do not hesitate to reach out to us with questions, suggestions for future shows, or to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. Now, the 4th of July is one of my favorite holidays. It sparks memories for me, and I imagine, you know, that sunny day, neighbors, everybody's in their yards or in their driveways, they're grilling food, the sun goes down, and the sky fills with the bright flashes and the thunder of the fireworks. But most importantly, it's a time for us to take a few minutes to reflect on what an absolute privilege it is to live in a free country like the United States, especially these days. And as my one, as my mind wanders here recently to thoughts about our upcoming independence, I was also struck by the idea that a show about financial independence would be perhaps, I hope, a fun and timely way to tie one of the favorite holidays in with finances, you know, the purpose of the show. So working towards achieving financial independence is today's topic. But before we get into our topic today, I'd like to introduce Uncle Sam's favorite nephew, (laughs) Tony Shore. Tony, who always lights up the sky like the Gucci fireworks display in New York City. Tony, how you doing today? Oh, Matt, I am so good. Uh, I'm doing great. That was a great introduction. Uh, yes, I light up the sky like a 4th of July sparkler, don't I? Um, <laughs> I think the entire fireworks show, personally. Yeah, like fun- sure. You're like the grand finale, Tony. I The grand finale. Huge. Huge. <laughs> um, yeah, the biggest thing ever, uh, literally and physically. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, but, hey, I'm excited to be here. You know what I did last weekend, though, Matt? What did you do last uh, weekend, Tony? Went to the old Is this a quiz? family rebellion. Oh, really? Family reunion, I mean. Reunion. Did I say rebellion? Reunion. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was fun, actually. I saw all of my cousins were there except one. So uh, that's that's the most uh, cousins we've had in one place in 20 years. So that was kind of fun. We had 38 people in, in total at the reunion. My mom and dad made it. My 100-year-old grandfather was there. We celebrated his 100th. That was back in February, but we had a cake for him. He got up, made a speech. He he drove himself to the, to the That's reunion. That's amazing. He drove to the reunion. So, yeah, he's doing great. And he, he worked the morning of the reunion. He was out working on a tractor on his farm. <laughs> so it is amazing. It's just unbelievable. Great guy, too. But, yeah, I had fun. How about you? What have you been up to? I've been up to, uh, you know, it's still, it's just now winding down. I've been 
the all the graduation festivities and parties around my daughter and her, you know, high school graduation and family being in town and getting to spend time with family over the last, you know, week and a half, two weeks I haven't seen in so long. And some of them I haven't been able to, vi- you know, haven't been able to visit anywhere. So, uh, you know, my free time has been spent with a lot of family, similar, not re- not an official reunion, but being reunited nonetheless. And, See, that's uh, fun. Family's great, right? I mean, yes. It's Im- yes. It's important. So uh, I love your topic. The, the analogy, though, back to our show today, uh, a, a declaration of financial independence. I love it playing off on the 4th of July. And, uh, you know, my dog doesn't enjoy uh, the fireworks on the 4th, but I do. And as for the whole financial independence thing, I think you've hit on a great topic. Well, good. I hope you're not one of those people that complains about it incessantly on Facebook no, about your dog oh, being upset no, around the Fourth of July no, and people no. blowing off fireworks. No, I'd like to. I'd like to make a note. I love dogs, but you know that's a tough one to swallow. Well, yeah, <laughs> I I laugh. You know, people get so crazy, but it's like you know, it, you know, you can put a. They make really tight fitting, um, like sweaters and coats for your dog, and we just throw yeah. one of those on our dog. He's fine. It yeah, mellows them out. He just on. sleeps. I put the music yeah. on. I put yeah. the dogs in their crate where they're happy anyway. And I yeah. put some music on and they're fine at my house too. So, yep. but I get it. Not every, not all dogs are the same. They can't all be young, as wonderful as ours. Tony. Yeah, and if you have young kids and, and they hear a big boom and they get scared, you just tell them it's an alien attack. We're under attack. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, no, 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 don't do that. I was just joking, but, but yeah, I love, I absolutely love fireworks and I love dogs, but I don't go and complain that my dog gets scared because all, a lot of dogs out there and animals get scared by fireworks, but you know what? Uh, they last for an hour and then everything's fine. And if you put on, uh, turn up the TV a little bit, uh, or turn on some music, you know, put that, uh, Matt Brunner CD on, uh, Mm -hmm. you just, uh, you know, Listen to some quality the, tunes. The to me, the look in the kids' eyes watching those fireworks is worth my it dog's is. nervousness for an hour. Exactly. Year, so. Yeah, I'm okay with it. It's awesome. Plus, uh-huh. we're celebrating yeah. this year. We're celebrating America's 245th birthday. So let's get out there. In 1776, when the when the um, Congress, the Continental Congress, uh, actually approved the language and approved the Declaration of Independence, July 4th, yeah. 1776. That was 245 years ago. Can you believe that? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, so let's get to this. This okay. financial declaration of independence. Sure. There was a, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a U.S. News and World Report article. is 12 steps to fi- achieve financial freedom. And uh, I think it's got some good insights. I'd like to talk about some of you know, the things to talk about here today. We should begin by noting financial independence, of course, means different things to different people. You know, for some folks, I think that's important, folks, really, to remember about everything. Everything means different things to everybody. And none of you are right. We're all a little bit right. here. <laughs> so, um, you know, so no one's entirely right about everything. Yeah. Uh, but let's let's you know, for some folks, financial independence means being able to pay their bills on time each month while also socking a little money away into their savings or retirement accounts. You know, for other people, it's retiring when they want to and heading off on all the adventures that they've been dreaming about and planning forever. You know, for the article, its first piece of advice is live within your means, which is certainly something I discuss with many of my clients. It can be easy to get caught up in the latest trends when it comes to things like houses, cars, clothes. If everyone in your orbit 
is buying a six bedroom house, it's seems like the natural thing for you to do the same thing too. Now, maybe you revolve in the orbit where that's possible, but maybe you're on the outskirts of that orbit. Maybe you're the Pluto of that solar system. And you know, you're not really a, one of the planets in that solar system. So maybe that's not the right decision for you. Maybe it's a three bedroom bungalow. That's going to make you happy. And just as importantly, will make your budget happy. So why not go that route? Well, yeah, exactly. I, I think that's a great idea and a, a good step toward financial independence. And, uh, you know, our financial philosophies are obviously influenced by a lot of outside factors. I mean, Friends, family, coworkers, advertising, pop culture, uh, Matt Brunner's music, uh, you know, different artists' tunes. Uh, but it, it seriously, though, it can affect how we make financial decisions. But staying within your means and not overextending yourself, that's going to pay off in the future. Absolutely. I have always advised people to think about the word enough when it comes to their financial decisions, you know, like enough, like your parents would say to you when you were squabbling a seat on a long car ride. But as in, you know, my current four bedroom home is enough. And my current car with 75,000 miles is enough. Reminding yourself that when you, what you have is enough is a good way to avoid blowing up your budget and chasing what you don't need. I like to advise everyone who isn't my client to spend as much as possible so that my clients investments do well, but I like my <laughs> clients. I like my clients to think of that word enough. You know, make sure you always know what your current financial status is. That's another key component of achieving financial independence. Whether you're just a handful of years into your career or you're on the cusp of retirement, it's critical to understand really completely where you're at financially. So on a regular basis, you know, open a spreadsheet, sit down with a pencil, write out all your income against all of your debt. You know, is the gap between your income and your debt a little too close for comfort there? Regularly, analyzing your finances will allow you to adjust and quickly address any of the red flags you come across. Yeah, there you go. And and there are going to be red flags out there for sure. And, um, you know, an honest look at your current finances, uh, be thorough. That's a reason right there to work with a financial services professional, uh, because you know, someone like yourself, Matt, you have the experience people may need to make sure that their income and debt are properly managed and balanced. Good point, Tony. That is definitely something we look at all the time for our clients. And I think that's something that enough people that don't work with a financial professional don't regularly do. Now, another topic I want to talk about on this whole journey here to claiming your financial independence, opening up the right types of accounts. That's the next key way you may be able to work towards financial independence. In some cases, there may not be one account that's a good fit for all of your money. Most likely, and most most people likely will need a mix of accounts. You know, for retirement money, a lot of people use tax favored 401ks or IRAs. Uh, if an employer offers a match, utilizing that tool becomes all the more important. You know, maybe you have a health insurance plan with a really high deductible, so you might be a smart move to op- open a health savings account to help you cover some of your potential medical expenses. There's no one size fits all. Yeah. And and let's not also forget that emergency fund, which is something that you always tout and you've talked about it on previous shows, Matt, finding a savings account may be a solid way to help build that emergency fund. So when the AC goes out in the middle of a hot day, you're going to want the peace of mind that comes with knowing you have the cash for a new one rather than running up credit card debt. So true. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think that's absolutely huge. And so we're talking about some of these strategies that people can use to achieve financial independence uh, and uh, light up your future, just like that fireworks uh, show. It lights up the night sky on Independence Day. So this is a fun and timely topic. What do you want to move on to next? What's the next piece of advice you have for us? As fun as this topic is, it wasn't as fun as your simile of lighting up your future like the fireworks (laughs) light up the sky. What a wonderful simile. 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 (laughs) Simile. Uh, simile next, is going to be the, by the way, simile, that's going to be the title of my second novel. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, all right. So the next point I want to emphasize is crafting a good deposit strategy. You know, once you have those various accounts we're talking about, it makes sense to prioritize making sure you're fully funding them. You know, a lot of employers will direct deposit your paycheck into multiple accounts. That allows you to earmark percentages of your check into all of those accounts and automating payments into your debt, uh, into your debit your savings, your retirement accounts, and even into paying down debt. It's an efficient and reliable way to make sure your financial strategy is humming right along. Well, yeah, a lot of us aren't responsible enough on our own uh, to just uh, ignore certain chunks of money or put it into savings and forget about it. So automating payments are especially important for retirement accounts and emergency funds and savings because it allows you to get used to living off the money that ends up in your checking account. And if you have money automatically taken out of your check uh, each pay period and put into your 401k or IRA or your retirement fund, and then some also automatically uh, deposited into an emergency fund, that way what's left, you never see that money. So it's like you never had it. You don't miss it. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, It's absolutely great point there, Tony. And the next step, Monitor your credit like a hawk, or maybe in this case, since we're doing great similes, like a bald eagle. Oh, see there, you did it. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, your credit score helps determine whether you get approved for a loan, what the interest rates on the loan is going to look like. If you're applying for a job, sometimes employers may even check your credit history before making a final decision. And insurance companies in certain regions may even use your credit history to to determine policy premiums. So reducing your debt. Paying bills on time are two simple but important ways to boost your credit score. And finally, you know, at a time when identity theft and data breaches seem to be regular occurrences, it's important to monitor your credit to be certain someone isn't going on a spending spree in your name. Yeah. Yeah. And there are websites for uh, checking your credit. Uh, You know, there's a lot of them out there. Uh, Credit Karma is one. But you know what? A lot of banks and credit unions also offer credit monitoring now as part of their customer service packages. And I'm with a credit union and they offer that. So I take advantage of that. That's very helpful. Yeah, that's good to do. You know, we already mentioned budgets a fair amount during the episode, but let's circle back to it one more time. And I don't mean that in the Jen Psaki sort of way, but one, I want to highlight the importance of cutting back on your spending. I'm the first to admit that it's become cliche to say, Stop buying your morning latte when it comes to advice about spending less money. Let's be honest. In the grand scheme of things, treating yourself to a good cup of coffee a few times a week is unlikely to torpedo your budget. Even during comprehensive financial strategizing, we have to recognize that doing things we enjoy is one of the elements of a happy life. You know, I often end the show saying help you, you know, achieve the dreams you want while keeping an eye on now. You still you, you have to, you have to live your life. So yeah. let's forget the coffee, the movie tickets, the gym memberships right now, focus on the big things, 
Buying a house that still suits your needs, even though it's smaller than others you've been eyeing. Purchasing a low mileage used car rather than a brand new model. It may, those may seem like sacrifices, especially if you're doing well in your career. But if those choices let you achieve true financial independence years ahead of schedule, I'm confident you'll think it was all worth it. There, there might be one thing you're not willing to trade off on, but figure out what that one thing is and then hone in on the others that you can chip away at and you don't need the newest, biggest, brightest, best. You can get something that's been touched once or twice before or a little smaller for massive savings that can really help you become financially independent. Right. I think the point there being if you buy that low mileage used car rather than the latest brand new model sitting on the lot, you're going to have more money in your pocket to live your life and enjoy things like a Starbucks run a few days a week. Yeah, absolutely. Great perspective, Tony. Now, here's our next tip towards achieving your financial independence, and that's designing a debt payoff strategy. It's something I bring up often with my clients, something we talk a lot about on the show. Now, for most Americans, debt is a part of life, and there's good debt and bad debt. You know, there's student loans, mortgages, car payments, credit cards. There's more. Having debt doesn't mean your financial path is littered with mistakes and bad choices. Like I said, there's good and bad debt. But the sooner you can get the weight off your shoulders of that debt, the sooner you'll be in position to achieve financial independence. As you build your strategy to pay off debt, you focus your extra money on one debt while making the minimum payments on your other debts. With that strategy, your best play may be to focus first on a debt source with the highest interest rate. And once you've knocked out that first debt source, don't direct now what you're using uh, into your debit account. You know, it's, use it to continue to pay down more debt. You have this cascading effect on your debt that way. You can wipe it out a lot sooner than perhaps you thought. And if you don't know how to do it yourself, it's another great reason to reach out to a financial professional. We do it all the time for people. Yeah. And that debt payoff strategy you just outlined sounds great. Now, listeners of our program know, if they're regular listeners, that uh, we love talking about emergency funds. Uh, You've brought that up before. It's come up today. I believe in them strongly and can't even begin to count the number of times an emergency fund has saved uh, my wife and I when we needed new tires or auto repair or a last-second airplane ticket. Uh, what role does an emergency fund, though, play in helping somebody achieve financial independence? Well, it plays a huge role. When you have an emergency fund, you don't have to drain your savings to cover the unexpected expenses that are a natural part of life. And so somebody's going to say, well, uh, it's uh, aren't I draining that emergency fund? And isn't that savings? Well, it's savings for these reasons. And the, let, let me clarify this, too. There's two types of emergency funds. One in your working years and one in your retirement years. In the working years, it's to cover like loss of job or, you know, massive hits or something, you know, something big like, a you know, your water heater goes, the furnace goes, something like that. Uh, and then you have the retirement one, which is to cover downturns most likely in the market for the, you know, the investments you have that are going to fund your retirement. You may still have another one for things around the house, but not all emergency funds are the same. A good rule of thumb, especially in your working years, have the three have three to six months of living expenses in your emergency fund. That should take care. You know, if you lose a job, that gives you three to six months to get you back on your feet. Uh, if there's, you know, even if there's no severance or any package for the job you lost, you have that much money put away for your required expenses. You know, your fixed expenses. This, let's talk about this too. Emergency funds are not discretionary emergencies. Oh, I got a chance to go to a concert. 
That's the other account, right? Like emergency funds are real emergencies. Now, once you uh, once you do take something out of that, especially in your working years, you want to replenish it as quickly as possible. And if you hit that six month figure, keep going, but maybe don't always leave it right, you know, in a bank account. Then there might be some at least better ideas you can need for that short term for those short term things uh, that will earn you a little bit more interest. But again, it, you know, each person's going to be different. But the bigger the emergency fund, the better. Once you're retired, at least a year, one to two years of cash or cash equivalents is always a good uh, amount to have for planning purposes for any market downturns or massive changes in in your current life situation. Well, yeah, and I think that's huge, uh, obviously. And uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, would agree there. And I think, again, work with a financial services professional like yourself to get a plan in place. And that's why we were talking today about some of these steps that you can take to work toward achieving financial independence. And you need to feel comfortable with where you're going uh, financially. So what do you have for us next? So uh, next one, I want to how how important your career is to your financial independence. You know, clearly your income is critical to both your here and now and your future. But don't get too caught up in your salary alone. Keep a very equal eye on your total compensation package. That includes things like health insurance and retirement accounts. You know, don't make the female soccer team's mistake and take certain things and then think you're making, you know, and then realize you're in the end, maybe making way less in your check where you can look at things and go, Oh wait, we, we're making the same amount of money here. In the end, you have different ways of looking at that. You know, the men's team doesn't get any health benefits or paid time or a lot of the other benefits that the women's team get when they, when the Supreme court looked at it, they said, Oh, Hey, look, you guys are making the same amount of money here. If you're lucky enough to have an employer that matches what you contribute to your retirement account, it's going to go a long way in helping you work towards your goal of financial independence. And again, you know, even that tied up in your salary recently, I had a client who, they thought, oh, I, I have a, they had a great job. It was in a school system and they had great benefits, but they found this chance to do some, a, a different job where the hourly pay looked a lot higher, but it came with nothing else. In the end, they were taking literally a third of a, a third pay cut. They were losing 30% of wow. the income total and what they were doing because they would, they just thought the hourly pay looked that much better. So make sure you're taking all these things into into consideration, you know, prioritize finding an employer that provides access to a variety of health insurance products. The more options you have, the more likely you are to devise a disciplined strategy when it comes to that. And even finally, a, more employers provide flexible scheduling, remote work, or want you at work. Maybe some are only requiring remote and you want to be back in the office. You may find these options improve your wellness and stress levels. I've seen it both ways this year. So many people who were happy to have that remote work life, but are now just clawing to get back to that kind of social network that they had in real time with their coworkers. So, you you know, wherever you fall on that, make sure you're considering those things as well. Well, yeah, I mean, the option to work remotely, even if it, even if it isn't full time, that has the added benefit of saving you money on things like gas, restaurant lunches and mm -hmm. other incidentals and things. And those things probably won't save you a ton of cash, but like you've talked about before, saving money in small ways can eventually lead to a sizable sum, especially with uh, gas going up, things like that. The commute alone and the wear and tear on your car, that could make a difference. 
Yeah, those things can. Just make sure you're not doing it at the cost of way more expensive mental health visits or well, things that are going to. That's true. You know, again, so just find that balance and and look for that. There, there's such a mix that you don't have to settle one way or the other. Um, and and listen, as you build your path towards financial independence, your economic future should be one of the key elements you focus on. And it's only natural to assume that you have to have a big salary to achieve financial independence, but that's not always the case. You know, during my career, and I, I can't tell you how often I come across this with new clients, we have these extremely high income people who are struggling because of exceedingly high debt. They're, what we were talking about, that orbit, these people buying six bedroom houses, you know, ultimately their high income was nullified by their debt to such a degree that it prevented them from being truly wealthy. And on the flip side, I've worked with people who have relatively modest incomes. They come through our door thinking they don't even, they shouldn't even, they don't have enough to, for us to even help them. And quite honestly, they've made some of the right decisions that with some work on our part, they've built real wealth. They've achieved true financial independence. Once you take some of the things they've done and position it so it's working for them for the rest of their lives, they have an easier time achieving actually the retirement of their dreams and people making four or five times what they made. Sometimes what, what pe making twice of what a year and what these people have saved their entire lives, those people can't get out of, can't get out of debt. And these people who made half, who saved half of what these people make in a year for their entire retirement have more than enough to live the retirement of their dreams. Everybody's going to be different. And again, what's enough for you? Well, yeah. Uh, what is enough? And I like that. You've mentioned that a couple of times during the show, Matt. That's the question, right? Uh, mm -hmm. What's enough? And, you know, the fact that debt can wipe out the benefits of a high income, uh, it makes sense. But I'm curious to know how those folks with modest salary um, were able to find so much economic success. I can, well, there's a, there's a couple points here. And before, before we get into the second one, let me touch on this one. Sometimes because they had more modest income, they lived a smarter financial life. Uh, it's not to say everybody does that. I watch people with modest incomes blow their money all the time and come to us like, what do I do here? But uh, especially the generation prior to us, they were, they seemed much more responsible with their modest salaries to making sure how much of it went to savings, et cetera, sure. to investments. Now I'm touching on that. You know, we do avoid getting into specifics about investing on the show for a number of different reasons. One of which is the one time we did, you know, people told us not to and <laughs> others, others are, we simply don't have the time to adequately address the pros, right. cons, nuances of investing. And that's important. And it is. It's very important. You know, and investing comes down to your own, personal financial philosophy a lot of the times what you're going to be able to stomach out there and what i can tell you is that if you're currently investing money or would like to start it may be valuable for you to work with a financial services professional with the experience and insights to walk you through the investing process again sometimes people come and they say this is all we have and then we say okay well let's put that aside for a minute we don't need to know that what we need to know is what is it you're looking to do what is it you hope to have? What what is it what is it you see retirement looking like? You get that picture drawn, and then you go back to those funds and say, "Can this do it?" You know, and how do we have to position that to do it? And I'm telling you, I have seen more people who have had very modest careers be more financially independent because they don't hold 
ridiculous amounts of debt that some of these people who have who are very high wage earners and can therefore qualify to get themselves into these ridiculous amounts of debt. But they end up working another 10 years to get that debt done and out of the way so that they can finally retire rather than have made, made the good decisions along the way. Well, and there you have it. I think that's huge. And uh, you don't have to sell me on the benefits of working with somebody like yourself, Matt, uh, because when my car makes that weird noise, I take it to a mechanic. You know, if the kid <laughs> flushes a toy down the toilet, I call a plumber. Uh, but it's the same with my money. I want a f- seasoned financial services professional like yourself uh, on, on my side. And, and Matt, I, I'm so glad that you're there. You help your clients with this. And I know you'd love to hear from our listeners out there. You got to surround yourself with an experienced team. It never hurts. The best athletes still had coaches. You know, Michael Jordan right. still had a coach. Right. So I always think of that, you know, Muhammad Ali still had a box, had a guy in his corner mm-hmm. telling him what to do during those fights. The best people have coaches and it should, why not take advantage of it? Listen, most of the time, at least go talk to someone, see what they have to say. Talk to a few people. I don't get in beauty contests. You know, if somebody comes and says, oh, this person said they do it for this and then go do it with that person. It's fine. There's enough of us out there. But I also, you know, like you said, if, if, if something gets stuck in the toilet, you don't call the mechanic at that point. So yeah, you can go to Reddit, you can do everything, you can try and do all this stuff and give yourself another full-time job or you can make it the job of the people whose job it is to do this, help you out with it. There's so much paperwork out there. There's so many, just that alone is enough to get some people, once they realize the piles of paperwork that are involved to get all these things set up, to seek the advice of a pro. But you don't have to overly burden yourself with your financial decisions because there are financial professionals out there who can help you manage the load. Well, yeah, there you go. And you know what? On that note, we're out of time for today's show, but it's been a good one. Matt, is there anything else you want to add before we go? Uh, Yeah, have a safe and wonderful holiday. Uh, Enjoy this beautiful country of ours. Uh, Realize that even if you're one of the people who Uh, don't think it's the greatest country. It's this greatest country that gives you the right to think that and still talk about it. So find a way to celebrate it with your neighbors. And I'm sure you find more often than not, you agree on more things than you disagree about. And this is still a wonderful place, beautiful place, and absolutely greatest country in the history of the world. And I say that with all the reverence to all my friends who have ever immigrated from anywhere else. That's why we're all here. So have a great weekend. Uh, And if you have any questions about any of this stuff, give us a call. 800-339-9252. Visit us online, compass-ltd.com. And uh, if if you have any suggestions or have any questions about what you heard, and remember, that first sit-down initial consultation, there's no obligation. There's no, you know, we don't, there's no fee for it. We sit down. It's complimentary. We talk about the steps you need to take to put these plans in motion. And, you know, whether you're the modest income earner or that high income earner, We have something that we can do to help you. And the planning process is the first step. So give us a call or visit us online. And again, just have a safe and really enjoyable holiday weekend. All right. Thanks, Matt. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matt Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252. 
or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Securities, LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.